Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the February 2018 Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Tim Hayden, and I'm really excited today to have one of our team members that works with, with me from Sergeant Metal uh, with us, Michael Brown. And we're going to talk today about becoming a best place to work. So, Michael, man, we're really glad to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yep. Hey, Michael, before we get started, if you can, hey, well, one thing for our listeners that I want, I want to make a note about is uh, we now have show notes available for our podcast. So if they'll go to this website, bigideasforsmallbusinessblog.wordpress.com. Again, bigideasforsmallbusinessblog.wordpress.com you have to get and print these show notes out and follow along if you wish. So Michael, Hey, if you can, Hey, just, if you will introduce yourself to us. Absolutely. So I've been here at Sergeant metal for almost four years and uh, kind of grown in different roles from a, a supervisor role on the floor to uh, doing some things with quality, some analytics, and uh, now kind of settling into the HR world, um, HR support services manager role. And I've uh, been doing that now for probably almost two years, I guess, year and a half, and uh, have, have loved it. So uh, personally, though, I'm, I'm married, been married this summer, will be 20 years. And, wow, uh, that's great. So that's uh, exciting for us this summer. This summer. We have four kids, um, Mathen, Michael Ann, Anders, and Baxley Kate. And so they obviously keep us busy and going full, full time at home as well. No, that's good, man. Well, again, um, hey, this is the first time for our listeners to hear, you know, this is the first time we've ever interviewed someone that I work with. So I think, I think this is going to be great. Uh, one of our goals in 2018 is we want to be a best place to work company. So what Michael's going to really talk to us about today is, you know, is, is, is being on that journey. So hey, Michael, we'll jump right in. So my first question is, why would we want to become a best place uh, to work? What's the motivation behind that? Absolutely. So I think one of the things you mentioned, that's a goal for 2018. We're not declaring ourselves yet a best place to work. Um, it's a goal that we, we have, and it's a desire of, of a, a journey that we're on uh, to, to get to that place. And, and to your question, why would we want to do that? Um, I really believe that um, a best place to work, um, being able to, to find yourself in that type of conversation uh, really is about culture. And we've talked a lot about organizational culture, um, our company's culture. Uh, what does that look like? What does it mean? Um, and so that's really our desire in our heart is to get to a place to where we believe our health, our culture is healthy, that we have um, team members that want to come to work here. They want to be employed at Sergeant Metal. Uh, team members that uh, want their friends or their family members to get plugged into Sergeant Metal because they believe in it. They believe in what we're doing. They believe in uh, the opportunities that we have going on. And so, um, you know, in businesses, a lot of times we'll talk about, vision or strategy, core values, all of those things are incredibly important. But uh, I look at vision uh, kind of as, as what you desire to be, kind of what you want to become, you know, as a company, a strategy kind of how you want to get there. Uh, but uh, Peter Drucker is actually an individual, you know, a management guru, if you will. Uh, through the years, you could read about him in, well, not textbooks anymore, it's 2018, but all over the internet. And, um, <laughs> You know, he's, I think, the first one that I ever read about or, you know, saw that he, he's the one that said culture 
eats vision or strategy for breakfast. Other people say culture eats vision for lunch. I guess breakfast is first, so you go with that. But um, you know that that idea that culture and culture being defined really, you know, in my mind as um, a pre-existing environment. What what is the environment that we have? Uh, whatever business, whatever uh, company type of company, you know, individuals have. Uh, for us being in the manufacturing environment, what is the culture out on the, on the shop floor, on the plant floor? What is the culture in the office? How do people interact? And that's something that's really almost pre-existing. Um, you know, I read once culture basically is the water a fish swims in. Mm. And um, for us, it's it's just kind of also the air we breathe, but it's, it's just the, the environment that we're constantly working in day to day, how people interact. Um, you know, and so those are the things that I believe we have to begin to shift. And that's obviously a, a massive undertaking when uh, it's pre-existing. It's just kind of always, as long as Sergeant Metal's been around, there's been this culture and it can kind of evolve and grow and change. And that's kind of the desire and the place that we're in now where we desire to shift the Sergeant Metal culture into being a best place to work. Now, that's good. I think that, um, you know, and, and, and I know I had mentioned this on a podcast before, but, you know, when it comes to culture and we really could have a uh, we could have a, a entire podcast on this is that um, what we permit, we promote. Absolutely. And, and I think that and, and again, another topic for another another podcast is um, people say we've always done it that way. Right. You know, but I think the thing about our, our business is fluid. It changes all the time. And we've got to be able to adapt and change. And I think that goes with culture too. I think you've got to be able that things have got to, you know, what you're doing, the why behind what we're doing, it's got to, it's got to go back to culture. And I think Absolutely. that what we're doing, we're molding that. I think we have, I think speaking up for our business, I think we have a very strong culture with our salary team. Mm -hmm. I, personally, right. I, do you agree with that? I think Absolutely. That, you know, yeah. That, and with me being our leader, I may be looking at it with, with blinders on, and I think that it is. But I think we have I think we have a really good culture. Out in the plant, we got a lot of work to do. Absolutely. I think that we talk about it, but and ultimately, you know, with and we said this in our meeting we had uh, in January. You know, we want one sergeant in this example. Mm -hmm. We want everything to be focused on every uh, us doing things together. You know, we right. first time you know that we did in January, we had an all team meeting. Our entire team met in one time so 150 people or so we had one meeting we typically we have an office meeting we have a first shift meeting we have a second shift meeting but we stopped the production which is an expensive meeting and we're going to we do this four times a year but it was important everyone heard the same message we heard some great feedback from that didn't we michael that's right yeah and it, it, it not only what you just said what we permit we promote it not only um talks about wanting to be unified, it actually is showing we are unified. We're literally all coming together uh, for this. And I think that's a big first step for us. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So again, some other topics in the future that we can work on. So, hey, Michael, my next question is, what are some specific things we can put into place to make this happen when we talk about a best place to work company? Right. And so again, you know, culture is something again, we we can't just say, yes, we have a good culture. No, we don't have a good culture. It's kind of who we are, you know, and results speak for themselves. Uh, some of the results for us, uh, like you mentioned, our salaried uh, side of the equation has a pretty low turnover. There's not a lot of salaried employees that are they're seeking other places to work or, or running off you know, to other places or uh, getting phased out um, involuntarily. And so that's not, not a common 
uh, happen, you know, happening. And so on our hourly side or on the plant floor side, uh, it is. We, we do have, you know, unfortunately a little higher turnover than what we desire to have. And uh, I think that is a marker of a culture that we have that, you know, people can go get a different job somewhere else. And there's factors behind that. There's reasons behind that. And those are things that we're still diving into. Uh, we're trying to do exit interviews to understand, hey, why do you desire to go work at this other company? Why are you taking a different job? Um, some of them are, why can't you come to work? And so there's some things there too. And so um, those are some of the things that we can begin to put into place for that uh, involve potentially uh, pay rates, working to, to kind of uh, solidify some pay scale, standardized pay scales. Um, some uh, benefits conversations, benefits not just being the insurance packages and things like that, but also vacation time or uh, different conversations that are beginning to happen um, of, of just the whole overall benefit package, if you will, um, that, that uh, hourly employees have. And then also manager relationships. How are the supervisors or managers interacting with the team members on the floor? That's part of our culture. That's part of who we are. And uh, if we have managers and supervisors that are berating, uh, you know, and, and talking down to and disrespectful with our team members, um, if that's happening, that's something that, you know, I know that you as the president, as our leadership team desires to shift and change to where um, that's not happening. And, and that's part of uh, the things that we're having to try to put into place that involves revisiting our, our benefits and salary structures, looking at those things constantly, just kind of always continually kind of gauging against other manufacturing environments, other competitors for our employees or team members in this geographic area, and always checking to see how, how do we rank, how are we doing compared to other options that our team members might have. Um, and then also continuing to work on training, the training for our, our current supervisors and managers, team leaders, anybody who has a hat on, uh, you know, a, kind of a proverbial hat of a leader uh, out on the floor, whether they're salaried or hourly or whatever, um, you know, we want to continually begin to train and work with them on how they interact with each other, but also more importantly, how they interact with the folks that they're leading uh, on the day to day how they talk to them, how they communicate with them. So those are some of the basic practical things, but it goes beyond that, beginning to really evaluate uh, how, what's the feel? What do we, what do we, how do we want our people to interact? Do we want, we use the word family sometimes. So family team, what does that look like? And beginning to incorporate different events um, that we um, desire to, to, to have, whether it's a family day or whether it's um, these different quarterly meetings, beginning to bring everybody together. That's part of the culture. So just being very intentional. I think the word, this most important is intentionality there being very intentional with everything that we do. Um, I talked to, to some folks before who were talking about how to shift a wellness culture, a physical wellness in, in a, in a, um, in a company. And they talked about how every Friday was donut day. Well, if every Friday is donut day and, and you're bringing in the donuts for all of your team members, then you're really not promoting a healthy culture, right? That's good. That's so, right. Um, so that's something, you know, just really evaluating everything we do, um, making sure that, that we're being intentional with, with our actions, not just our words. That's good. I think that and if our listeners listen to our January podcast, you know, we, we, we had uh, actually uh, Shane Duffy hosted that, and he interviewed me, and we talked about goals. And right, right now is a chance for us to say, you know, and, and I am a goal setter personally. I believe in it. Um, a goal without a plan is a wish. You know, we talked about that with our team last month. But I think, you know, one thing is that we want to lower our turnover rate. And we have a specific goal associated with it. 
that, that came out of um, Connect. So, you know, no one is going to be able to connect better with our team members on the floor than, their front, than the frontline supervisor that works. That's right. Today. That's right. So, and so we're, we're talking about some intentionality to, you know, we need to know, and I've heard this many times, I think I'm saying this quote right, people don't know how much you know to know how much you care. That's right. And I think that, and that could be that I can't touch 150 people all the time, but all the way from me and my direct reports and their direct reports all the way through to our supervisors, we can touch them. So if we hear of something, something that somebody's got going on, hey, we go find out about that. You know, we had, a, we had one of our team members that his dad's been in the hospital for weeks. You know, he came and talked to Michael and I about that. And, you know, we asked him, you know, I was on the floor this morning and I asked him, I said, hey, how's your dad doing? He said, you know, he's, he's getting better. Things are going, still in the hospital. So, but you know what? We didn't, and you know what? We know his dad's name, don't we, Michael? That's right. It's those kind of things. But I think, you know, when we connect and people know, people don't know how much you know to know how much you care. But I think that those connections, knowing their, knowing their spouse's name, knowing their kids' names, knowing what's going on, I think that is part of the culture that we're talking about that we are, you know, that we, we're not a speedboat, so we can't just put something in place and boom, we're going we're gonna to turn direction quickly. You know, we're a big, we're a big ocean liner, and so the, the changes we make are subtle. They take time. You agree with that, Michael? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely, you know, you don't change this overnight. Um, it's something that requires a lot of intentionality over time, and so that's one step at a time. Yeah, no, that's good. All right, hey, Michael, my next question for you is who is involved in making this happen? So I think the easy answer is everybody. You know, everybody in the organization, whether it's a sales organization, whether no matter what type of organization, you know, you have for us a manufacturing uh, facility. I mean, everybody in the organization is responsible for it. Everybody in the organization is involved making it happen. Now, obviously, uh, the, the folks at the top are, are the ones who probably care the most uh, at the very beginning. They're, they're, that's where the conversation is starting. And uh, like so many things, it is, I think, important that things begin to happen top down. If something happens kind of in a middle level and it's not supported by the, the, the senior leaders and, you know, that kind of thing, it's, it's not going to have a staying power, sustainability. Um, so it's definitely still a top down. Uh, but I would even go as far to say, if you look at an organizational chart, if you will, um, hourly included into that, it also has to happen from the bottom up. And uh, what do I mean by that is our... I don't want to say lowest, but uh, if you look at your org chart and you see the folks that are on the bottom of that org chart that are leaders still, team leaders that are leading two or three people, I feel like we have to begin to pull them in. They're, they're really, I think the word you used before is frontline. That becomes the frontline, and that's where we begin to really have some intentionality uh, where the things that we talk about in a meeting begin to have action to them uh, and begin to happen day to day. And so it's something that has to happen uh, throughout the organization. I think it has to happen top down, but also bottom up. Um, and so that's, a, I think, the, the strategy, if you will, for us um, that, that we're attacking and trying to become a best place to work. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really good. I know that, you know, Michael is leading at our, in our business. You know, Michael, one of his you know, main goals this year is truly to help us to become a best place to work. You know, he is leading this charge with a lot of other people involved in it because he can't do it by himself just like I can't do anything by myself but together as a team we can get anything done I think that um one thing that is is important here and we talk about it and I think Michael we don't hear a lot about bottom up we hear a lot about top down that's right the leader has to agree to it 
and then we have to and if they don't agree to it, it's not going to happen but i think the bottom up is actually you don't hear that a lot but right. more people i think there's more substance behind that than there is from top down i think it's got to come from both areas one thing Absolutely. that um that i have mentioned to michael uh for the last couple of years michael's going to lead the charge and help us to change our business from the inside out mm -hmm. and i think saying and michael you've heard me say that to you many times but i think that's where the bottom up comes from i think Absolutely. that's what you're talking about and i think that is so vitally important so you know, if you're a business owner or a leader, you know, lean in now because I think that is really important and you got to have a lot of intentionality behind that. You agree, Michael? Absolutely. And really empowering. Um, you know, there's, there's something to the, the whole, I think John Maxwell wrote the book, 360 degree leader. Um, there's something to, to that that's really empowering for, for our um, frontline supervisors or team leaders when they feel empowered to, to lead um, effectively, but also to um, encourage that up as well uh, with, with their supervisors as well. And they kind of also demand it, but um, to expect it. And uh, that expectation is, is something that uh, needs to be prevalent throughout the organization. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's real good. I think that, I think that empower people to make decisions and like, you know, out on our manufacturing floor, if we have an experienced skilled operator, no one's going to know that job better than they do. Absolutely. So we need to lean in and listen to them. They may can help us to get more productive, be more efficient, to do the things. But we've got to take the time to lean in and listen and then find out, you know, hey, what can truly help. And then, you know what, let's, let's do a test run and see. And if it is, let's incorporate that in that area to make it better. You know, I think, I think all that. But I think it all comes together. And I think that, um, again, part of culture, and we talk about this a lot here um, in our business, is we don't want people that have jobs, we want people that have careers. Mm. There's a That's huge right. difference in those two things. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think if we truly want to be the best place to work, we have to have people that, that want to be career-oriented, not job-oriented. That's right. And you know yep. what? It's in, in our economy, a strong, it's, there's a lot going on, and I think that um, in order to do that, we've got to be real intentional because people can go down the road for a quarter more an hour any day. Right. But, but we want people with careers. So I, I mean, I, that's a side note, but I think that's important. And that's some of the things that we're working on as well. You agree, Michael? Absolutely. I mean, career versus job is um, a major part of any culture for a, for an organization, no matter what type of organization. You know, like you just said, to reiterate that, a job-focused individual is looking for what's best for them, you know, as far as salary as far as all these different things and uh, a career-minded person is going to, to help shape the culture of the organization for the better mm -hmm. no i agree i agree all right michael my next question how will the success of becoming a best place to work be measured so unfortunately best place to work that goal was very subjective um and so in a lot of ways goals we do desire goals to be uh written and measurable. And so the way that we're going to try to measure this is through um, using some, some employee surveys, some different things like that, some focus groups uh, to, to do a few things. And then again, it's a very um, subjective thing in the sense that, you know, what is the feel? What is the environment of the organization? So some of those are taking snapshots or creating kind of a baseline in January of where we are looking at uh, whether it's employee turnover looking at employee satisfaction on some different little surveys and kind of beginning to measure that and seeing how we moved and shifted uh, towards becoming a best place to work by lowering employee turnover and increasing employee morale. And those things are measurable. And so we're able to, to kind of create a, 
um, just a story there, if you will, of how we've moved to becoming a best place to work by looking at some other things that are a little bit more objective and measurable uh, that make up that a subjective feel. Uh, but it is definitely something that, uh, again, you know, it's not for me or, or for you sitting you know, in, in the leadership chair to really say, hey, we're a best place to work now. Check. We got it done. Mm-hmm. Let's go put the sticker out on the front door and let everybody know that we're you know, the best place to work in Anderson County. Um, we, we have to begin to work. Um, and help conversation with our team members, again, bottom up, everybody has a voice as to, to how they feel. Do they feel connected? Do they want to be a part of Sergeant Metal? And uh, so that's something that um, we're going to continue to fight. Again, this is a journey. We don't have all the answers to it, but uh, we're going to continue to work hard to, uh, to figure out um, how we're able to incorporate some of these things we've talked about, but also how we truly can fully determine and measure uh, those things. But for right now, I think you do take the things that are measurable, employee turnover, employee morale, making sure that the that the measurements are going in the right direction for those. And those are part of the conversation of, of determining if we're a best place to work. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, you know, Michael, if, if, if we have some business leaders or owners that are listening to our podcast and are thinking, you know, this is, you know, all this stuff sounds great. I've got, I'm a 25 person organization man, I can't keep my head above water with all the things that I'm doing. And you're talking about all this stuff. If then you think surveys, all right, I don't have time to go create a survey and all Now, There's some online tools that are really simple to use that you can do pretty quick. Absolutely. Google is amazing. Everybody knows that, right? <laughs> so Google is uh, a place you can find numerous employee surveys. I think keeping surveys um, short, brief, um, and you can also be crafty in, in creating questions. There's a lot of things out there online as, for that as well, as far as creating questions that are um, giving you po- giving you feedback, and they're helping shift the conversation, but it's keeping it positive as opposed to allowing, um, you know, team members or employees to to really get express frustrations and it stirs the pot, if you will. So you can avoid those types of things in surveys, I believe. Uh, but again, surveys do need to also be uh, somewhat quantifiable be able to measure it so that you're able to have a baseline and kind of begin to go back to it and see, are we getting better at these things that we say we want to be good at? Um, there's, but there are a ton of tools to do things online for us. One of the things we've actually been able to do is begin to incorporate through a, a texting a service that's online, being able to get employees' phone numbers, team members' phone numbers, be able to send out messages for everything from inclement weather to this meeting's coming up, but also, hey, jump over here and take this quick, brief, anonymous survey to tell us what you think about working at Sergeant Metal and then using uh, tons of tools. I mean, SurveyMonkey is one that's out there, but there are many other um, online tools and resources that, that we can all jump into. Most of them are free a lot of times and you get a little bit more when you pay for it. But um, yeah. those are tons of things out there to, to begin to, to streamline it. Now, that's great. So, so to a 25 person organization, the message here is, you know what, there's a lot of simple tools that are not going to take you long to go and implement, to get some information to where you can, you can measure, you know, sure. Hey, morale, different things. Right. That's what, that's, Absolutely. Really that's, that's great. That's great, sir. All right, Michael, Hey, my final question is our comment. Hey, leave us. If you had to leave us with one important piece of advice or something, one takeaway for our listeners today, what would it be? I think the, the biggest piece or biggest takeaway that I'm trying to, to live each day is in this conversation of becoming a best place to work. Just do something. Today, I know that 
uh, when I come back in tomorrow, the culture is not going to be 180 degrees different than it is today. But it can be one degree or two degrees different. And we can begin to slowly shift uh, that, that culture to the direction, the conversations that we have in meetings, the conversations, the, the dreams that we have of what we want that environment and the culture of our organizations to be. We can begin to slowly take steps one day at a time and uh, to move, you know, everybody somewhere. This is where we are today, recognizing our baseline, recognizing where we are on the, the map of, of that conversation and then beginning to just get focused that you're going in the right direction and that you just do something, whether big or small. If you give out donuts every Friday, but you want to be at a healthy place to work, stop giving out donuts and give out bananas. And that might make some people upset. It might change some things, but that's one small step. Do it once a month instead of every Friday. Just change it up and begin to take changes one day at a time. Do something. You know, don't just sit and talk about it, but take an action today. Take an action tomorrow. And before you know it, those small actions each day will begin to reshift and refocus where you are in that conversation. Yeah, that's good. You know, and Michael, I'm going to half ask this question. Uh, and and uh, as we go through this journey, I hope I said that correctly. That may not have sounded real good. I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question halfway. How about that? So uh, is is that I think that with the journey that we are going on, you know, to have a follow-up podcast, you know, with you next year, you know, maybe this sure. time next year, I think it would be good for our listeners to hear, okay, yeah, we are embarking on this, but you know what, let's give them an update a year from now. I mean, that may be something, you know, as we are putting things together, that could be something that we can think about. But I think Absolutely. that's great. I think, you know, I think do something. Don't just sit around. But again, a goal without a plan is a wish and, and sometimes wishes never happen. But I think I think there's a lot of great substance that came out today and I'm excited to see our journey here, you know, and just see what see where we are, you know, three months, six months, twelve months from now. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully we we're gonna be somewhere in this conversation. Uh, the desire is to be somewhere on purpose and yeah. to take that intentional step each day. Yeah, no, that's great. Hey, well, you know, to our listeners, thank you for chiming in. You know, we appreciate uh, you taking the time to listen. I hope that uh, this is a different, we took a different road today, a different route, and that, you know, now we're, you know, I'm interviewing one of our team members, one of my coworkers that, that we work with, and, but hopefully you got some good nuggets that you can take and make your business and or whatever you, you are leading better. So everyone, hey, thanks for, thanks for chiming in. Take care and God bless. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there are specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.